And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. Across the rugged Indian territory rides a tall young man on the mission of mercy. His medical bag strapped on one hip, his six-shooter on the other. This is Dr. Six-Gun. <laughs> Broadcasting Company brings you another episode in the exciting adventure series, Dr. Sick Gun. Gray Matson, M.D., was the gun-toting frontier doctor who roamed the length and breadth of the old Indian territory. Friend and position to white man and Indian alike, the symbol of justice and mercy in the lawless west of the 1870s, this legendary figure was known to all of us as Dr. Six-Gun. In the old Indian territory, there were many men who lived their lives as fugitives from the law. Some of them became quite famous, and their names were spoken in a whisper even by strong men. One of these was a desperado named Willie the Wisp, a man who struck at night, always wearing a mask. Somehow the law could never seem to catch up with Willie. Whenever he robbed, it was a rich rancher or a stagecoach with a load of gold, or a mail train carrying valuable securities. Up and down the territory he roamed, striking first one place and then another a hundred miles away. Finally, the theory was advanced by me that there was no such person. That Willie the Wisp was just a name given to many different desperados. I was wrong. Who am I? I am Pablo, the gypsy peddler. Huh? Willie the Wisp. And this one, this this bird who is trying to pass as a human being, is midnight my talking raven. Ah, midnight. <laughs> well, I digress. Now, the first time I had any direct contact with Willie the Wisp was one evening when my friend Doc Sixgun was having a cup of coffee with me in O'Shea's Bull Run Cafe. Fill <laughs> her up again, will you, O'Shea? Sure thing, Doc. Pablo? Oh, of course. But none of this black coffee the doc drinks. A man can become ill from such strong fluids. A barrel whiskey for me. Stage from Cooey Cooey ought to be getting in any minute now. Well, let me know when it comes in, O'Shea. I'm expecting some medical supplies. Ah, seems to me I hear something right now, Doc. Uh, yep, that's her, all right. Excuse me, I'll go out and wave old Katie in. Pablo, come quick. What's wrong? Petey, the coach driver, he's been shot. Come on, Pablo. He's hurt bad, Doc. 
Now, take it easy, old-timer. Now, don't try to talk. Get me some bark towels, O'Shea. Pablo, press on his shoulder. There. He's lost a lot of blood. How did it happen? Willie, the wisp. Willie, the wisp? Pablo, cut you. Here's the towels, Doc. Um, I'm afraid we won't need them, O'Shea. Huh? Petey's dead. Dead? Why, he never heard a flea, Doc. Who'd do a thing like that? He said it was Willie the Wisp. Willie the Wisp? He said something about the uh, purple cushion. They say the Wisp always wears one over his face. But in all the time I heard of him, he never killed nobody. That just don't sound like the wisp to me. Well, whoever it was, he's got the murder of P.D. Freeze on his conscience. Doc! Mm-hmm. Here in the stage. What's that, O'Shea? Two sacks of gold dust in the mail sack. And here's a package for you. That's funny. Why would anybody shoot the driver and not rob the stage? Maybe he didn't have a chance. Petey's rifle was fired a couple of times. See here, you can still smell the powder. Doc, maybe he wounded whoever tried to hold him up. Well, one thing is sure, Pablo... Old Petey will never be able to tell us. You better notify the sheriff, O'Shea. If Willie the Wisp's in these parts, he'll strike again. That was all we could do. Notify the sheriff and wait. Meanwhile, outside Frenchman's Ford in a ramshackle ranch house, a young woman named Laura Kendall was washing the dishes from the evening meal. All right, don't stand. Don't make a sound. Bart. Bart, it's you. Hello, Laura. You've come back. Yeah, I come back, Laura. It's been so long. Six years. Six years is a long time. Why did you come? You don't seem happy to see me. Should I be happy? Well, why not? Ain't I your husband? Are you? I seem to recollect I married somebody once. We were together about two months and then he ran off. I had a run off. There was that for me. You should have stayed away. We'd all been better off. You don't mean that, Laura. You still love me, don't you? I don't even know you anymore. But we can fix that. Fix it? How? Same way we did before. Right. I ain't a child. Not anymore. No. No, you ain't. Let me look at you. When I married you, you was just a slip of a girl. Sixteen, I reckon. Now you grow it into a woman. A pretty woman, too. Why didn't you write to me? I sent money a few times. Didn't you get it? Yes. This place looks poor as poverty in a bale of wind. What do you expect? What does your pa work? Pa's been too sick to sit up for four years. We're mortgaged to the ears. Where is he? Asleep. Well, who does the chores? A young cowpoke named Larry. Where's he? Out in the bunkhouse, such as it is. I don't like to see you like this. I don't like to be like this. Well, that's going to end. I'm back now. To stay? Well, don't you want me? You can't stay, Bart. They've still got a warrant out for you. Nobody has to know who I am. You can't... I'm just a drifter, see? Another hired hand. I'll sleep out in the bunkhouse. After we get organized, we'll move away from here and settle someplace else. That takes money. I'll get the money. Don't you worry about that. You got any hot water? In the tea kettle. I need some. I hurt my hand. Take that rag off it. I'll bandage it clean. Just fetch the water. I'll take care of it. How'd you do it? I scratched it on a barbed wire fence. It looks bad. It's all right. Let me get Doc Six Gun. I said it's all right. I don't want any notice taken of me. 
Not till I scout around and see how things stand. All right, Bart. You got any grub? I'm starved. I'll get some. Bart. What? Did you do something? Something bad? Now, what gives you that idea? Nothing. I just wonder why you came back like this. I just got tired of drifting. You hadn't run away after you heard Jameson. I had to run. They were fixing to hang me. Just made things worse. They got a warrant. Well, that don't worry me none. We won't be around here long. You just remember I'm a stranger. Come to work on the place. And I'll have to talk to your pa and shut him up, too. You don't have to worry about pa. He can't see. Oh. Laura? Who's that? Larry. All right, let me get where he can't see me. He'll have to see you. I want to make sure I've never seen him before. I'll get in the pantry. Then. All right, don't let on. I won't. Oh, hi. Hi, Larry. Chores all done? Yeah. Nice night, huh? Want to come out and look? Uh, not just now, Larry. Something wrong? No, nothing's wrong. Laura? Yes? You been doing any thinking about what I said last night? Last night? I mean about you and me getting married? Larry, I told you... You were married, I know that, Laura, but he's been away seven years with no sign of him. I talked to Judge Betters, and he's willing to get out an affidavit that Bart Crosby's legally dead so you can marry him. Larry, I can't. You said last night you loved me, Laura. I know, but I... Laura, you can't go on wasting your life over a no-account bum you married when you was too young to know better. It isn't that. Well, what is it, then? Money? Is it that I'm just a shiftless cowpoke without a nickel in his jeans? It isn't that, Larry. Well, what, then? Laura, you know how I feel about you. I admit I ain't much. I, I never done nothing big. I ain't what you'd call a brave man, but I can... Help care for you, and maybe in time I'd come to be worthy. Larry, listen to me. I can't marry you, and we can't talk about it anymore. Whatever happened between us, that's all over with now. You understand? No. Well, that's how it's going to be. All right, Laura. I reckon I can't do nothing about it. No, you can't. I'm sorry. Sure. Well, I guess I'll go out to the bunkhouse and turn in. Oh, Larry. Yeah. Uh, pardon me. We hired another hand today. Another hand? Why, you can't scrape together enough money to pay one of them. Well, this fellow said he worked for Justice Keith for a while. Well, where is he? He went into town. He'll be sharing the bunkhouse with you. Okay. Good night, Laura. Night, Larry. So that's the hired hand, huh? Appears like he's been more than just a hired hand. He has. I don't like it. What'd you expect? You ran away from me two months after we were married. I didn't hear a word for seven years. A girl can get awful lonely in seven years. You're a married woman. I never did anything I was ashamed of. That's more than you can say. Uh, I reckon maybe it is. It ain't been easy, Bart. We had hard times on it. Well, you think it's been easy for me? You think I like running off like a whipped hound? You think I enjoyed living in the saddle, moving around from place to place, living off the land, doing things? Doing what things? Nothing. Listen, Bart, you're in trouble, I can tell. Now, what is it? Did you kill somebody? I never killed a man in my life. The nearest I ever come was that fight with Jameson, and he prodded me till I went crazy. Here's the water for your hand. Thanks. Hey, what's that horse is coming? I don't know who'd come at this hour. All right, whoever it is, they're headed this way. I'm going back in that pantry. You get rid of it. Bart, why not chase up to him sooner or later? You like I tell you, you're here. Just a minute. Miss Laura, sorry to bother you. Well, what is it, Mr. O'Shea? A bunch of the boys got up a closet, Miss Laura. We're out looking for somebody. 
I wondered if you'd seen any uh, strangers around these parts. Strangers? Why, no. What happened? Somebody tried to hold up the stage about six miles out of Frenchman's Ford. He didn't do it, but he did kill Petey Freeze. He... He killed him? Yes, ma'am. Petey lived long enough to drive into town. Said this fellow had on a purple kerchief. Sounds to us like Willie the Wisp. When did this happen? A few hours ago, ma'am. We found the spot where the stage was stopped. There was some blood nearby, so we figured the bandit might have got hit. I see. You ain't seen anybody, have you? No. No, there's nobody here but my pa and the hired hand. Well, I'm sorry to have troubled you. All right, let's go, boys. Oh, Mr. O'Shea, huh? just a minute. Yes, ma'am? This Willie the Wisp. Is he a bad man? Nobody knows for sure just what he is, Miss Laura. Matter of fact, some folks claim he's just a legend. That every Tom and Harry who wants to make a hold-up wears a purple kerchief, shows it'll be blamed on Willie the Wisp. Well, uh, good night, ma'am. Good night, Mr. O'Shea. The posse found no sign of Willie the Wisp. And the following morning, Laura Crosby was in her kitchen fixing breakfast when Bart came in. Morning, Laura. Good morning. You got breakfast? In a minute. How's your hand? Needs a new bandage. I'll fix it for you before you leave. What do you mean, leave? I mean, you're going away from here, Bart. You're going away and never coming back. What are you talking about? This. Where'd you get that? Out of your saddlebag. Give me that. No. It's really mine, you know. When we were first married, you gave me this purple kerchief. Don't you remember, Bart? You bought it from old Pablo, the peddler. Gave it to me as a gift. When you run away, you took it with you. I never thought much about it till last night. When O'Shea said that Willie the Wisp wears a purple kerchief over his face. Uh, there's millions of them things all over the territory. That peddler sold them by the bail. How come you kept it all these years? Did you know, Laura? No. I kept it for the same reason I took it. I wanted something to remind me of you. I mean, it's night alone on the prairie when I got half-starved. I'd take out this kerchief and lay it against my cheek. Seems like it still has the smell of that perfume you wore. But are you telling me the truth? Did you really think of me? Well, you suppose I came back, Laura? I don't know. Do you think I'm Willie the Wisp? I thought so. Are you? No. Then how come you got a bullet wound on your hand? Oh, give me that, that bandage. That's a from a fence, Bart. Okay, it ain't. It was you, wasn't it? You tried to rob that stage. Yeah. You killed Petey Freeze. I didn't mean to kill him. I never killed a man in my life before. He started shooting and hit me in the hand. I shot him and he drove off with Are the stage. Are you the desperado they call Willie the Wisp? Is that what you've been doing all these years? Yeah. Why did you come back? I got tired of running. All the money I ever stole, I had to spend to keep moving. Just decided I had enough. So you held up a stage six miles out of town. Yeah, I figured I'd get enough money together so as we could go off someplace and live comfortable. And what are you going to do now? Just what I planned. Settle down here for a while and then move on. You can't settle here. You killed a man. Nobody knows that. I know it. You know it. He brought it on himself when he shot me. Did he ask you to hold up the stage? What are you driving at, Laura? I can't live here with that on my mind. You wouldn't be thinking of telling, would you? No, you wouldn't do that, Laura. If I thought you'd do that, I'd kill you. Besides, a wife can't testify. You got it all figured out, haven't you? That's right, Laura. Now, when Larry comes in here, you're going to tell him to move on. He ain't needed anymore. I'll work the place. He's got no place to go. 
He's just a poor cowboy. That's just what he's going to say. Now, you do like I say if you want you and your pa to stay healthy. You're a pretty disgusting man, Why You say that. That's how I feel. You think? When we were married, I used to worship the ground you walked on. Even after you run away, I thought you was kind of mixed up inside, but I was really hoping someday you'd come back. Now that I see you, you're nothing but a cheat. Go ahead, hit me again. Just makes my words true. Laura, Laura, listen to me. I didn't mean to do that. Don't make me laugh. Honest, Laura, this ain't the way I had it planned. I was going to come home and settle down and maybe raise a couple of kids. Larry, coming. Tell him to clear out. Bye. Tell him to clear out, I say. If he ain't gone by tonight, I'll kill him, so help me. I'm going back to the bunkhouse. Morning, Laura. Morning. I'll be back later. Friendly, cut. Larry. Did you hear about Willie the Whip? The posse was here last night. Now, there's a man with the right idea. He don't have to scrounge around for a living. Takes what he wants when he wants it. You admire him for that? No, but I envy him. Sometimes I wish I had the courage to go out and do the same thing. Maybe if you knew how he has to live, you wouldn't say that. Sheriff says there'll be a whole rash of Willie the Wisp robberies now. Everybody who wants to commit a crime will wear a purple kerchief, so it'll be blamed on Willie. Well, I gotta go down the rim canyon and look for strays. Larry. Yeah? Larry, I have to ask you to leave. To what? To leave. We won't be needing your help anymore. Now, wait a minute, Laura. Please don't make it harder. Is this the same girl that told me she was in love with me? You're through? Fire? Love. Larry, please. Just get your things and go. You got yourself another hand, huh? It isn't that. Is it because I asked you to marry me? After all, what right has a poor cowboy got to ask the ranch owner's daughter to marry him? That isn't very kind. Maybe this Willie the Wisp has the right idea after all. When a fellow's down on his luck, maybe he's got to do something desperate. Don't do anything like that, Larry. Me? I ain't got the guts. Well, I reckon I'll be gone. Funny, I just can't get this straight of all this. I, I'd kind of like to have something to remember you by, Laura. Like, I don't have anything. What about this old kerchief? Suppose I just take that. All right. Thanks. Well, goodbye, Laura. Goodbye, Larry. afternoon that I, Pablo, was driving my wagon across the butte, not far from Laura Crosby's ranch. I remember the sun was slanting behind the ledge when I heard a voice call to me. Ah! Huh? Ah! What is it, old crow? What do you see? Ah! Ah! Oh, ah! there's nothing to be seen. Put your hands up, Heather. Ah! Oh, father. Oh. Put your hands up, I'll tell you. Very well. I, I seem to have no choice. Well, I seem to be playing horse to a man in a purple kerchief. No, relax. Just hand over any money you got on you. Very well. Here. Here is my entire fortune. Six bits. Very slim pickings for Willie the Wisp, eh? I did not know the famous bandit went in for such trifling raids. Just shut up. You sure that's all you got? That is all. How about the stuff in the wagon? Anything valuable there? Just what you see, some iron pots, some fine lace. Okay, okay. Don't you want anything? Never mind. 
I must say you're a really strange bandit. Well, say it and shut up. Turn around. Well, what are you going to do? Just turn around. I'm taking off. I don't want you coming after me. Very well. All right, now. Kneel down. Hold it. Get your hands up. I mean it. Okay. Stop the gun. You all right, Pedler? Yes, Pablo is all right. The fella trying to hold you up? Well, more or less. Okay, you can go home. What will you do? Well, don't you know who this is? A man in a purple costume. This here is Willie the Wisp, Pedler. And I'm taking him into the sheriff. I see. And who do I thank for rescuing me? Uh, my name is Bart. I'm the new handover at the Crosby place. Huh? This here bandit stole one of Miss Crosby's horses and I took out after him. Never dreamed I'd wind up with a jackpot. A jackpot? There's a $5,000 reward out for Woody the Wisp, and I aim to collect every penny of it. You're my witness, Peddler. You can meet us at the sheriff's office. All right, Willie. Let's go. with the masked man at gunpoint in front of me. I followed in my wagon, but they were soon far ahead of me. Oh. Okay, take off the mask, Larry. You knew it was me, huh? You're riding one of Laura's horses. I just borrowed it. You just borrowed the purple kerchief, too, Willie? You don't think I'm really Willie the Wisp, do you? You got his mask on. You just tried to hold up a peddler. That's the first time in my life I ever tried anything like that. You know, I almost believe you. That was the most amateurish thing I ever seen. That's the truth. Sure. What you aiming to do? Just what I told the peddler. Turn you in and get the reward. I just finished telling you I ain't Willie the Wisp. You'll do until a better one comes along. Nobody's ever seen the real Willie. I'm sure the sheriff will be glad to take you. But it ain't right. Willie the Wisp is up for killing a man. Uh-huh. I told you, I never done anything like this before. What made you decide to try it? I don't know. From craziness, I reckon. I just felt like a real nobody after Laura told me she didn't want no part of me. Figured if I could get my hands on some money, maybe... From a poor old peddler? He was the first one to come along. I didn't have the courage to try to stay at the bank. Just, uh, what were you figuring to do with the money? Go back to Laura? I see. They're having a hard time. Figured to give her the money for the ranch. You uh, you and her like each other, I gather. I like her. She's a pretty woman, all right. It ain't just that. She's a fine person. She's had a hard time of it. Mm. I hear some fella married her and uh, left her. That's right. Took right off, never come back. I guess they had some bad times. Her and her father and the kid. Her? What kid? She and this fella that run off. They had a baby boy. Born after he ran away. Well, Laura never said anything about that. She never mentioned that. Well, I reckon it pains her to talk about it. Uh, baby's son. That's right. She sent him east to live with her sister. Poor little tyke. He ain't never even seen his own pa. I thought maybe if they could get enough money together to give the kid a decent place to live, she could bring him back. Uh, Just, uh, where do you come in? Well, I did hope Laura'd marry me. I'd be right proud to be her husband. But even if she didn't, I'd like to see her make out. Well, that was all a dream. I reckon you, uh, you love Laura pretty much, huh? I reckon I do, stranger. How, uh, how long ago did she send that boy east? 
Just last spring when the flood washed out the land and they lost what was left of the stock. You, uh, you never seen the boy? I seen him just before he left, yeah. Cute little fellow. Black curly hair. Laura said he looked just like his pa. You know, miserable as that fellow was to her, I don't think she ever got over him. Yeah, I guess he never got over her either. What? Nothing, nothing. Uh, come on. We gotta get to the sheriff's office before dark. Yep! After dark, that I hitched my wagon to the rail in front of the Bull Run Cafe. I went inside to quench my thirst before going over to the sheriff's office. Doc Six Gone and O'Shea were at the table talking. <laughs> oh, Doc, what an experience I've had today! Whiskey O'Shea before I die. We heard about it. Oh? You was held up by Willie the Whip, eh? Well, it was a bandit in a purple kerchief. But somehow he seemed too clumsy to be the real Willie the Whip. <laughs> he was really Willie the Whip, all right. Had the purple kerchief Willie always used, and the gunshot wound on his hand from Petey Freeze's rifle. Gunshot wound? Oh, no, no, say, it was the other one, the man who brought him in who had the wound. Uh, Pablo, you must have spent too much time in the sun today. What do you mean? It was Willie the Whip had the gunshot wound. No, besides... He confessed that's who he was. Real name was Bart Crosby, fellow who ran away from Ms. Laura seven years ago. Bullet from his coat matched the one killed Petey. Yeah, that fellow Larry sure hit the jackpot, all right. $5,000 reward. Larry? You mean the ranch hand from Laura Crosby's place? That's the fellow, yeah. yeah. But he's the one who helped me up. Oh, Doc. You better take a look at Pablo uh, here. Uh, he's sick. Oh, she's right, Pablo. Well, but the he... sheriff told us the whole story. Said Willie the Wisp came in, docile as a calf, and turned himself over to the law. Said this young Larry fella had caught him at it, and no sense in going on with it. Sheriff said he seemed sort of relieved. Uh, you ready for that drink now, Pablo? Uh, make it a double, O'Shea. No, on second thought, perhaps I'd better not drink at all. Crosby decided at the last minute to give himself up so that Larry could have the reward money. When he was hanged for the murder of Petey Freeze, they say he went to the gallows with a calm smile. When I was there, I can testify it was so. Afterward, the legend of Willie the Wisp spread far and wide across the territory. A ballad was written about him, and he took his place along with Jesse James and Billy the Kid as one of those brave, romantic desperados of the West. You have been listening to Dr. Six-Gun. is played by Carl Weber and Pablo by William Griffith. Today's script was written by George Lefferts.
heard in the cast were Terry Keene as Laura, Ed Peck as Bart, and John Sylvester as Larry. William Keene was heard as O'Shea, the bartender. Dr. Six Gun is directed by Daniel Sutter. This is Fred Collins speaking. again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.